Hello, my name is Dwayne Spearman, and I am the founder of Directional Ministries located here in Lynchburg, Virginia. This is a teaching ministry that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. Day by day, and with each passing moment, strength I find to make my trials clear. Trusting in my Father's wise bestowment, I've no cause for worry or for fear. Open your Bibles, if you would, to the little epistle of Jude, and we're going to pick up our study this week. Uh, in verse number 11, just for a little bit of context, again, Jude is discussing the judgment of false teachers. These are those men who had crept in unawares, who we were told before of old were ordained to this condemnation. They're ungodly. They turn the grace of God into lasciviousness. They deny their only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. And Jude here is reminding uh, the people about how God deals with those who teach false doctrine, who are false prophets and lead uh, others away into heresy, others who follow them. And he's given us some examples of how God has dealt with these types in time past. Uh, he's talked about how he, um, he brought the children of Israel out of Egypt only to have them all die in the wilderness except for two. He's talked about how that, uh, he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, for their their disobedience and unbelief. And then he talked about the angels that kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation. He's talked about those and how he has brought judgment upon them. And he says that these men speak evil of things which they know not, but what they know naturally is brute beasts. In other words, they have no spiritual, they have no spiritual discernment. They're dead. Uh, they know not the things of God. They're brute beast. They have not been regenerated. Their spirits have not been born again, if you will. Uh, so they speak evil of things that they know not because they are natural. And then he says, woe unto them for they have gone the way of Cain. Now, last time we were together, we discussed what exactly the way of Cain was. Of course, we know that Cain was uh, one of the children of Adam and Eve. Uh, they brought their sacrifices, he and his brother, to the altar. Uh, Cain's sacrifice was rejected and Abel's was accepted. And some have said that it was because Cain brought a bloodless sacrifice uh, because he brought the work of his hands, the fruit of the ground, while Abel, on the other hand, brought a blood sacrifice. And, and I can see some merit in that um, because obviously I guess that would have been a type uh, a result of what happened in the garden when Adam and Eve sinned. An animal was slain, blood was shed to cover them of their nakedness, and that would have been brought forward. So I think that's a very good, um, a good thing to to teach that maybe it was indeed a bloodless religion of works, if you will. And of course, the ultimate sacrifice was Jesus Christ uh, shed on the cross, his blood. So I can see that. Uh, then at the same time, we can look over into the New Testament and Hebrews and First John and see that Cain was accused of not having faith in his sacrifice. And he was also accused of not having love, but he had hatred in his heart toward his brother. So I think taking them all together, 
definitely the way of Cain can be seen as bloodless religion, uh, a faithless religion, and a loveless religion, if you will. So the way of Cain. And then today we get into, he says, not only woe unto them for they've they've gone the way of Cain, but they ran greedily after the error of Balaam for reward. Now this one's going to take us a little bit longer to get through, but we're going to go ahead and start. They ran greedily after the error of Balaam. What was the error of Balaam? Well, Balaam was a prophet in the Old Testament, and there is nothing spoken about him in the New Testament in a positive light. In 2 Peter 2.15, Peter says, which have forsaken the right way and are gone astray following the way of Balaam, the son of Besor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. So whatever Balaam was doing, uh, he was accepting the wages or the pay of the unrighteous or to do unrighteous things. And then we also see in the book of Revelation, uh, Balaam is spoken of again in Revelation uh, chapter number two and verse number 14. It says, but I have a few things against thee because thou hast taught that hast there them that hold the doctrine of Balaam who taught Balak uh, to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel to eat things, sacrifice and idols and to commit fornication. So Balaam did something uh, in the Old Testament. He cut, he put a stumbling block of, of some type in front of the children of Israel, which caused them to eat things that are sacrificed to idols and to commit sexual immorality or fornication. So Balaam is an interesting character in the Old Testament. And in the New Testament, of course, every time his name is mentioned, it is always in a negative light. It's referred to as the way of Balaam. Jude speaks of the error of Balaam. Uh, Revelation speaks of the doctrine of Balaam. So let's do a character study on who Balaam is. Now, the first time Balaam appears is in the book of Numbers, in Numbers chapter number 22. In Numbers chapter number 22, we're introduced from Numbers 22 through 24. uh, We find Balaam, and we find that he had a very strange relationship with God. Uh, If you read the story in verses 1 through 6 of 22, you'll see that the Israelites were camped out in the plains of Moab. And after seeing what the Israelites had done to the Amorites, Balak, uh, the leader there, uh, Balak, the son of Zippor, uh, he saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites, and he was sore afraid because they were many. So he sends for a prophet named Balaam to come and to curse them. Then when the, the emissaries, if you will, get to Balaam, they ask Balaam uh, if he would come and curse the children of Israel. In Numbers 22 and verse number 9, And God came unto Balaam and said, What men are these with thee? And Balaam said unto God, Balak the son of Zippor, king of Moab, has sent unto me, saying, Behold, there are people come up out of Egypt with covers the face of the earth, and now curse me, uh, curse me them, peradventure I shall be able to overcome them and drive them out. And God said to Balaam, Now this is the pivot verse, if you will, Thou shalt not go. 
<laughs> that should have been the end of the conversation. Thou shalt not go with them. Thou shalt not curse the people, for they are blessed. So God tells Balaam, don't do it. Don't go. But then we find that they go back and they tell Balak what Balaam had said. So Balak sent more guys with more money. Now, remember, he's accused of uh, being greedy for money. And here we see it. More guys, more money come in Numbers chapter 22 and verse number 15. And Balak sent again princes more and more honorable than they. And they came to Balaam and said unto him, Thus saith Balak, the son of Zippor, let nothing, I pray thee, hinder thee from coming unto me. Here it is. I will promote thee unto very great honor, and I will do whatsoever thou sayest unto me. Come therefore, I pray thee, curse me this people. And Balaam answered and said unto the servants of Balak, if Balak were to give me his whole house full of all of his silver, all of his gold, I cannot go beyond, beyond what the word of the Lord, my God, to do less or more. Well, I mean, God had already told Balaam, thou shalt not go. Now, therefore, in verse 19, I pray you tarry ye here also this night that I may know what the Lord will say unto me more. So more money, more promises, more guys. And Balak is going to, and Balaam is going to go back to God and ask him if he maybe hadn't changed his mind. You see, God had already said no, but he went and asked God again, which was his first mistake. And the Lord angrily allowed Balaam to go with him. Look in uh, Numbers 22, 20. And God came unto Balaam at night and said unto him, If the men come to call thee, rise up and go with them. But yet the word which I shall say unto thee, that thou shalt do. Okay. So if you have any doubts about whether or not God was upset with Balaam, you'll find out very quickly that Balaam should not have went back to God that second time. The only reason Balaam went back to God that second time was he wanted the money. He wanted to go. And we see in Numbers 22, in verse number 22, God's displeasure. He says, and God's anger was kindled because he went. But you say, wait, God told him to go. Well, God's getting ready to use disobedient Balaam. Okay, uh, but God is also going to bring punishment on disobedient Balaam. I found that there's the highway and there's the byway. There's God's way. There's my way. There's plan A. There's plan B. You see, God wants us to go the highway. You know, God wants us uh, to go plan plan A. But many times we choose plan B and God lets us go that way. And you know what? I believe he's going to get the glory in and through it, but it's going to be a lot harder on us. I call that, we've got two choices in, in this life. We can either live in the perfect will of God, or we can live in what I call the permissive will of God. The perfect will of God is God's desire for us. The permissive will of God is God allowing us to do what we've already decided we're going to do. And that's exactly what Balaam was doing right here. And it was going to cause him a tremendous amount of pain. So next time we get together, we'll talk about, uh, we'll see how God's 
anger was roused against Balaam. Go ahead and read Numbers 22, 22 through 35. God bless you. Hope that you guys have a great day. Remember that God loves you, wants the best for you, and he's working all things out for your good.